you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Whether you ride a bike, a Bronco, or a skateboard, Wrangler jeans are for you. Classic or modern styles, a range of fits. All price points, vintage re-releases. Wrangler has something for everyone. Visit Wrangler.com and check out their selection of jeans, shirts, and outerwear for men and women. New styles, great fits. Wrangler, real, comfortable jeans. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky here. A little... uh, a little combo pod, as we like to call it today, Buck. A little NFL action and a little college action. I know. It's going to be exciting. A lot of good football stuff to discuss. Man, let's just get right into it. You want to jump? You don't, you don't even want a preview. You just want to jump let's right just, in. Just, just jump right into no, it. No, like you go into a movie theater. You're, you're I like to wait. Of, I like to wait. I like to wait yeah. until all the, the, you don't the previews see are the previews. done. And then I like to jump right in like, hey, let's start the movie. I, I, I don't need to see all the other stuff. No. The underrated thing, though, is when they do the surround sound thing. So you can test out the surround sound. They're uh, always a big fan of that. Well, I, I mean, since you good. want a preview, we can preview. We'll, we, this is what we're going to talk about. You don't have to preview. No, we you got don't want to preview. I'm going I'm to I'm acquiesce to the people who like previews and movies, evidently. <laughs> like, that's, that's what they go for. So instead of a movie being two hours, it's 2.30 because you watch eight previews. But here we go. We're going to talk about the Monday Night Recap. Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay, Fitz Magic going up and down. Josh Rosen being named a starter. We'll talk about two contenders having their defensive depth tested early, the L.A. Rams, the Atlanta Falcons, and then which franchise should trade for Levy and Bill. I have some fun with that. Then we get the chance to do a little contender, pretender with uh, every team that's 2-1 and one or better in the NFL. Then we get to the college football recap and talk about some of the happenings there. But let's start off Monday Night Football, Buck. Really entertaining game. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was over. In fact, I had picked Tampa to win this game on oh. our preview video, and so when it was thirty to ten or whatever it was, I mean, I had steel. I had some very vulgar Steeler fans. I had to block a few folks last night. Uh, <laughs> not, 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 did not did not have nice things to say. It was kind of, and it was like a lot of Ben Roethlisberger laughing pictures and you're a moron, all this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, 
it was 30 to 27. It was, got a little <laughs> silent on there. I stopped getting all those uh, all those tweets, but uh, Tampa could not find a way to finish it off. Uh, but overall, your takeaway from from the Fitz Magic roller coaster ride you got last night, as well as the Steelers getting a big win. I mean, he is what he is. He's a guy that is the ultimate gunslinger. He does not care. I think that was evident uh, in the game on Monday night. He doesn't blink. Three interceptions on three consecutive drives. Comes back and still throws for over 400 yards. Leads them uh, back on really a furious rally. Had him in a position where they almost could come back and steal the game at the end. Look, I, I don't know how long he can sustain this this reckless play where he's carefree and just kind of making plays. But in this offense, for whatever reason, it works. It works because he has a talented cast, maybe the most talented cast that he's had. They make plays all over the field. And so – if you're Dirk Cutter and you're looking at this and you're looking at what you're getting from this offense, man, I think it's hard to pull the plug on the Fitz Magic experience because you're scoring 30 points a clip. It is hard to say, hey, I'm going to give it to Jameis and think that Jameis can pick up where Fitzpatrick left off. You think top five, and it's easily top five receiving core in the NFL, right? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, they have everything. When you add in the tight ends, Cameron Braid, O.J. Howard, then you got the guys on the outside. They have everything that you just could possibly the ask. Back. They just don't, don't have, the, have running the running back in the running game, but for Fitzmagic, it's better because he's like, oh, we don't need a running game. It just yeah, gives you more duck, throws. Baby. More throws, more shots. And so that's what he's doing. Uh, no question. Well, it seems to be uh, seems to be working in terms of yardage and points, no doubt. Uh, let's get to some of the sound. After the game, uh, we had both uh, Dirk Cutter and Fitz. You know, obviously, we're going to be asked the question about Jameis Winston, his return from suspension. Let's uh, let's hear first uh, what Dirk Cutter had to say, followed by Fitz. You know, let's see what happens. I mean, I'd love to get a chance to talk to Jameis face to face before I tell the rest of the world. Uh, look, we we got a we got a good football team. I'm proud of these guys. We came up short today, and uh, you know, we got to everyone now will jump back off the bandwagon and. Rightfully so. We got to go on the road our next two games, and it's hard to win on the road. We got to we got to get back to get back to business on Wednesday. You know, I I have so much fun playing this game. I have fun playing with these guys, uh, and I'm you know I'm here just ready to do whatever it takes to help the team win. And I, I think that'll be my mindset going forward. He's going to be still be the starter. You do realize that. There's no way they're they're not going back to Jameis right now. No, not right now. I think I think you're trying to ride a high hand. I think uh, all teams are trying to get to ten, and I think the thing that they've discovered is one, their defense is bad. So when your defense is bad, you need to be able to score as many points as you can. Tampa Bay is scoring. I mean, we talked about it. Like they're scoring almost thirty a clip every time they walk out with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. You have to sustain this kind of offense until they can fix the defense. And I will say this. Jameis had an outstanding preseason. He was throwing mm-hmm. the ball all over the yard. He was completing a high percentage of his passes. However, when you've seen Fitzpatrick come out and play the way that he's played during the regular season, it is just hard to pull the plug on it until he absolutely just kind of falls off the cliff. Yeah, I mean, look, you, if you want to, you can. I think you can even go on Game Pass if you if you forgot what Jameis did in the preseason. There's some good things you can get on uh, NFL.com. Check out Game Pass. You can check out all the all 22 footage for the regular season, go preseason as well. So, uh, lots for you to check out there with that. But I just think the way he's going right now, you mentioned kind of that hot hand, and the team kind of rallying around him as well. Uh, I think from an organizational standpoint, this is uh, this is not about the future at the moment. You know, you always want to keep the future in mind, but right now it's about this is a team that needs to have a good season, hopefully get into the postseason, secure you know the job there, your head coach. And the best way to do that right now, as the facts are, 
is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now that could he throws three picks, no touchdowns next week, it'll be a quick hook. He doesn't have a long leash here. No. But if he continues to play at at, a, at the level he's at right now, he's going to be the guy. I mean, yes, but you have to ride it out. Look, everyone's job is on the line right now. Dirk Cutter, even the general manager, Jason Light, they need to make the best decision to kind of give them an opportunity to get into the playoffs because I think a playoff appearance is going to be necessary for everyone to kind of stay in Tampa. This is a deal where you have to go to James and say, look, the guy's hot. We're going to ride the hot hand. It's not an indictment on you, even though it kind of is that they won't hand you the job back. <laughs> but you got to tell them the right stuff and keep engaged and say, look, it's going to come back around to you. But right now the offense is so hot, we don't want to mess with the chemistry. All right, let's, uh, let's get to the other news here, some other news. Josh Rosen named the starter for the Arizona Cardinals. I think we both went on record and said that should have happened a week ago, a, a week late on that one. Uh, but and uh, to me, this wasn't a very difficult decision. No, it wasn't a difficult decision. I couldn't understand what took them so long, even in the preseason. Josh Rosen played well enough where you could make a, a, a pretty strong case that he should have been the starting quarterback. The thing that I want to see from the Arizona Cardinals now Mike McCoy, how are you going to get the young quarterback going? What kind of things are you going to put in the game plan to allow him to get into his sweet spot? Unlike the rest of the young quarterbacks that have entered the league, Josh Rosen played in a traditional pro-style offense at UCLA. So where you could jumpstart the offense with Baker Mayfield doing some of the stuff he did at Oklahoma, some of the spread concepts, same thing for Sam Donald, Josh Allen. You really can't do that with Josh Rosen. So what concepts fit for him to kind of get him some of those easy completions, some of those settling plays? That's the challenge that Mike McCoy would have to make, getting his young quarterback into a groove very, very early at the beginning of the game. Yeah, go back and watch Buffalo last week and look at how they got Josh Allen in a nice groove. That was a nice script. I think the script they could they could follow very easily there in Arizona. But I think it was the right decision. Now we have, what, four of the five first-round quarterbacks we have starting now? The only one that's missing is Lamar Jackson, and we didn't expect to see Lamar Jackson yeah. until maybe the middle of the year if Joe Flacco fell off. But right now, all the young quarterbacks, they're playing. And I think the thing that I learned from this going forward when it comes to the draft all this stuff that we talk about, hey, they need a year, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, when we make the evaluation. That redshirt year disappears yeah, in a hurry it now. It doesn't matter. We, we need to figure out how to make the evaluation and simply say, when you play this young quarterback, here are the instructions. I know we've done that before, but, yeah, all these guys are going to have to come in with some instructions how to get them going as young players. All right, let's get to some other news here. I was actually on the phone with, a, with an executive in the league, and we were talking about the difference between the NBA – in the NFL, and he he actually used a comparison. The NFL season is almost like a hockey season, uh, in that it's it's going to challenge your depth, and it is more a marathon than a sprint. I know the NBA, you know, you have a lot of games or 82 games, but he said, look, you get you know you got your two or three guys, you keep those two or three guys healthy, those star players. It's a star league. You got a chance to to win in a, in a big way. In the NFL, man, your whole roster. I mean, look at the Eagles winning the Super Bowl last year with all the guys they had on IR. Mm -hmm. So now we're starting to see some of these teams that we had big expectations for at the beginning of the season, their depth is being tested. Start here with the Los Angeles Rams, who I saw last week, both those corners going down to keep to lead. Looks like he's out four to six with an ankle. Marcus Peters out two to four with a calf. That's according to Ian uh, Rappaport there. And then the Atlanta Falcons, much worse. Ricardo Allen, he's done for the year with his Achilles. Uh, that just happened. Keanu O'Neill and Deion Jones already gone. So the depth of the Falcons and the Rams, among some other teams, is really going to be tested here. Yeah, this is one where as you're building your roster, you have to think beyond the first 22. You have to make sure that all 53 on your squad can be contributors in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And those backups, 
those guys that we kind of laugh at in the preseason, the guys that are playing in the second, third, and fourth quarters in those second and third preseason games, those guys matter because when you have the injuries like the Rams have had, like the Falcons have had, those guys are going to have to play, and you have to be able to trust that they can get the job done. This is a situation that when you're building your roster, you're always looking to turn over the bottom part of the roster because you want the best possible bottom third. That is what matters. That's what separates the good teams from the great teams in the National Football League. Yeah, I mean, look, it's the Rams. Man, that's not an easy test either. You down both corners, and here comes Minnesota on a short week on a Thursday. you got to be up and ready to roll, and that's to me that game. We'll get into that uh, another time, but that to me is going to be interesting to see the pass rush of the Rams. The Vikings offensive line is not very good, but that's when we talk about injuries at one position. Not only need guys to fill in to replace them, you need other guys at other positions to step up and kind of uh, take a little pressure off them, and that will be a challenge there for that Rams defensive line, fully capable of getting after the Minnesota Vikings offensive line will be key to help out those young corners. Yeah, the one thing about the Rams and the luxury that they have, their offense can be they the go hang 40 defense. on you. <laughs> yeah, their, their offense can play at a pace where they make it very, very difficult for you to play balanced football when you have the ball. I think it just puts more pressure on Sean McVay. But I think they have the luxury of being able to play fast. They can play slow. They can kind of grind it out if they need to. Or they can shoot the three. They can go with the long ball. This is a team that's unique in how they play offense. I just believe now you put more pressure on their offense and their offense will control the game. So maybe they play a little slower on offense to protect the defense that is missing some of the star power. The other interesting thing comparing these two teams, Atlanta, a little more painful when you have those defensive losses, when you've got Tampa, New Orleans, and Carolina, those offenses to worry about. Whereas when we look at the NFC West and what's going on there, not as much there to threaten the Rams. No, nothing. Nothing with Jimmy G being out of San Francisco, uh, the Cardinals new quarterback. quarterback. And, yep. The only team that they really have to really worry about would be the Seattle Seahawks, and I just don't know if they have enough. And they're a roller coaster. Yeah, I don't know if they have enough weaponry to really challenge them. The Rams should skate into the playoffs. All right, before we get to contender, pretender, have some fun with that. Uh, the news out there, Le'Veon Bell. I've you know that's been out there that they they're listening now. The teams are calling. They're listening. I was told that they've actually you know, called some teams. So that that's communications working both ways. Um, but it, the team that got mentioned, I, I was sitting there watching tape with Rhett uh, Lewis, our buddy the other day before the aftermath show. And we were just kicking around looking at the salary cap and looking at teams where they're positioned, who could be in the market for Le'Veon Bell to make that trade. And we kind of narrowed it down to two. We, had, we said the Jets and the Houston Texans, just because they had the money. Houston Texans have, I think Lamar Miller has one more year left on that deal. So they can get out from under that. No problem and just trying to find some help there for your young quarterback and Deshaun Watson. He'd give him a, a, definitely a dynamic weapon. And then with the with the Jets, the interesting thing, uh, my theory on that is that, A, they've got tons of money. They've got tons of room. Mm-hmm. But when you look at next year, and we've touched on this a little bit on the podcast, with all these young quarterbacks and teams following the blueprint of trying to load up while you have your quarterback on his rookie contract, there's going to be more. There's going to be way more demand than supply in terms of offensive weapons in the offseason. And free agency is not that great. So you're going to have teams like the Jets, the Cardinals. Um, who else took first round picks this year? The Bills. We're going to see all yes. these teams jockeying for position to try and to try and help their guy. The Chiefs are already in pretty good shape, so I don't think they need to do anything for their young quarterback. But there's a lot of teams. The Bears still probably even looking for more help. So you're going to have to way overpay in free agency to go get some help for your young quarterback. Maybe the trade route is a way to go. And Le'Veon Bell, that would be a nice uh, nice addition there to help out your young quarterback and Sam Darnold. You know, it's funny that you say that because there's some other teams that I listed. I know you mentioned the Jets and then the Houston Texans both have young quarterbacks. 
But how about the San Francisco 49ers and the Indianapolis Colts? And here's why. This is a longer play. In San Francisco, when you get Jimmy G back, and I know they signed Jarek McKinnon, but imagine having a guy like Le'Veon Bell playing in an offense that Kyle Shanahan uses where you have a running back that can not only do it as a runner but as a receiver. They don't have explosive playmakers. They can work inside out with Le'Veon Bell. And then with the Indianapolis Colts, I don't know if Andrew Luck has ever had the luxury of having a legitimate difference maker in the backfield with him. When you look at how this team was constructed when they had Peyton Manning for years, first you had Edron James, and then you also had some other first-round picks like a Joseph Adai that could do some things. I believe with Andrew Luck, it is important now more than ever that he has someone that can alleviate the pressure off of him, and the way that he's having to play this dink and dunk style, having a running back like a Le'Veon Bell could certainly and had an added dimension to their offense that they probably need to protect them from having to be a long ball throw it where it doesn't appear that he's most comfortable. I like the Colts idea there. I think with the with the 49ers, they're probably just going to punt on this season, get Jarek McKinnon back next year to go along with Jimmy Garoppolo. So I, I would imagine I can't see them being aggressive for this is kind of a win-now move, especially because – the dynamics in play with the contract situation. You can't renegotiate right now uh, with Le'Veon Bell. I guess you kind of do a wink and a nod deal. But then he gets out there and gets hurt. I mean, I'm sure that's out the window. So it's a it's a complicated situation because of, of the franchise tag and where that is right now. You can't guarantee you're going to have the long-term deal in place. But I just think teams that are looking to be aggressive, the Jets were, were rumored to be very much in on the Khalil Mack sweepstakes, came up a little bit short. Uh, maybe they go swinging for the long ball again here. You know another uh, team? I forgot another team. We talked about win now mode. The Green Bay Packers would also be a nice fit for Levy and Bill because they certainly haven't had a running back in the Aaron Rodgers era. And as they continue to kind of fall behind the pace, they have to find some way to add some balance to that offense. Maybe he would be a nice fit there. I like your thoughts there. All right, let's uh, let's play a little contender pretender. We're going to go through every team two or one or better, and just hit a real quick discussion. We'll go rapid fire here and just hit them with contender or pretender. Let's uh, let's kick this thing off. Okay, let's do it. All right, Buck. Miami Dolphins are three and zero. Let's go contender pretender. What do you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with pretender status right now. Oh wow, heartbreaking. I'm just not all the way convinced. I need to see more. Um, I like the way they play. This far, I, li- I like how they've been getting the ball to a, a bunch of different playmakers. The defense has played better than I anticipated. And I thought it would be a case of addition by subtraction, meaning they got rid of Indomitian Sue, they got rid of Jarvis Landry, some of the stronger personalities in the room, and allowed the coaching staff to take control it's working. over the locker They're room. They're 3-0. And it's working. But I just don't know. Talent-wise, is this a talented enough team to be one of the Final Four I just think they're more talented well, teams Final in the Final Four, I mean, contender. I thought we were I mean, going playoffs. I mean, playoffs, you, you should be in the playoffs at 3-0. You picked them to beat New England. You have them 4-0. Oh. I do you have them 4-0. Oh. Oh. But we're talking about contender. And you still way, hit them with the pretender? The only way you can contend is that you have to be in the Final Four, right? Like, How many 4-0 oh teams don't make the playoffs? Come on. We, I, I'm trying to win the, the chip. I okay. want to win the whole uh, thing. I, I see. It's all about criteria. I see what, yeah, what, 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 what we're aiming, just, our aiming point just, is. You're here. just trying to get them in the dance. Uh, like, you like one of those to teams me, to celebrate. They're, they're a contender because I have, apparently have different criteria than you. Yeah, they're going to be. I picked them to go ten and six. I feel good about that that prediction. Ten and six, and maybe they win a playoff game. It makes them a contender in my book. If you get into the tournament, you're a contender. That's why I'm Man, looking at you're it. one of those guys. You hang banners at App State if y'all make the NCAA tournament in basketball. No, you just hang a banner for being one of 65, one of 68. I don't even know if we come play on. basketball up there. Come on, we do nah, have some you, national come championship come banners come that look on. real have nice. Some, so. Have some have some loftier expectations. 
little pigskin trophies. There's a lot of trophies in that pigskin case. You yeah. that down in North Carolina. Yeah, I'm we'll gonna be see. so sad. I'll be so sad when you hire our coach too. You know that's coming. We may I don't know if we are. I know we're gonna play the the Mountaineers. So. I know that's coming. It's coming. Oh man, I can't wait. All right, uh, this one. This will be a quick one here. Los Angeles Rams contender, pretender. You want to say it on three? One, two, three. Contender. contender. Hey, get the confetti ready. Get the confetti ready. Get the confetti ready. The Rams are right there. I know they've had some injuries. They lose their two top corners, but that actually might be a blessing in disguise. Older cornerback in Talib, Akib Talib. He'll be ready down the stretch when they really need him. And Marcus Peters will be back in a couple weeks. This offense is really why you're excited. You're excited because they can light up the scoreboard or anybody. They deserve to be in the mix. All right, let's uh, let's keep it moving here. Baltimore Ravens. I'm still not sold. I don't know if their yeah. offense can score enough points. I, I I still call them a pretender. I just don't know if they I don't know if they score enough points on a consistent basis. That that Thursday night dud is still kind of just sitting in the pit of my belly. I I just don't know how to digest that one. I don't know what to make of that. They were awful in that that primetime game. I know they came back and bounced back this week, but uh, I can't call them a, a contender yet. I think I picked them preseason to win the division, but I'm with you on it. It's a little bit of a roller coaster ride. I'll go pretender uh, as well here with the Baltimore Ravens. To me, this feels like a nine and seven team, an eight and eight team, just a, a little bit up and down for me. Uh, so we're on the same page there. All right, Kansas City Chiefs three and zero. This is a quick one here. Oh, contender, contend- pretender. They're a contender. Contender, contender. If I had a little emoticon or anything like that, I would have fireworks because that offense just delivers fireworks. Pat Mahomes, 13 touchdowns, three games. We've never seen anything like this. Look, I, I know I was kind of late to the party when it came to him doing uh, remarkable things in the league, but he has been every bit as good as advertised. Look, Andy Reid saw a little Brett Favre in him. He is more than delivered on that. I, I will say this. Their defense stinks. Uh, they are not good on the defensive side of the ball. Maybe maybe Earl Thomas comes in on his white but horse you know what they do? and save the defense. The, the Kansas City Chiefs are the best half-court basketball team that you could ever find. They play a game of make it, take it, and they're always making it. So why do you got to play defense? <laughs> like, that's <laughs> what you go. do. I love that. All right, Denver Broncos. Two, the Denver Broncos are 2-1. and one. That's a sneaky 2-1. and one. That's a sneaky 2-1 and one because their quarterback hasn't played great, Case Keenum. Because of that, I believe they're pretenders. <laughs> I just don't think they're good enough at the quarterback position. I don't think if they get in a game where they need the quarterback to win it, I don't know if he can get it done. Uh, defensively, I like where they're going. Offensively, not good enough. Not quite yet. Yeah, pretenders to me as well. I, I'm with you on that. I just I, I look inside that division. I still I like the Chiefs better. I like the Chargers better. We'll see what happens there. Chicago Bears 2-1, and one, another surprising team. The fighting Khalil Max 2-1. and one. The fighting Khalil Max. Um, here's what I would say. I would say that the Chicago Bears would be contenders and maybe even the favorites if they had Red Grange at quarterback. <laughs> However, oh, they have Mitchell Trubisky, and I'm worried that he's not going to get them there. So they're a pretender despite having a defense that is awesome with Khalil Mack and some offensive weapons that I would love to throw to. They just don't have a thrower that can give them the ball consistently. I'll say contenders because every year we have a team with a quarterback question. That, that's just good enough everywhere else they can get into the playoffs. And I like their offensive line. I like their run game. And defensively, we know what DJ, they, they are They only there. score in the first and third quarters. They it only, doesn't matter. When, when they come out seen on ugly the opening offenses, We see ugly offenses get, get this done with with a sloppy. We, we always get. Remember, we always have that quarter that playoff matchup where we're like, how is this quarterback in the in the postseason? I think that's a chance we have that this year. And I think I think Matt Nagy needs to take the, the Bears into the locker room at the Pretend end of like every start, quarter and just over. start it all over. 
Loose new script. script, new everything for every quarter because once they get off the script, their quarterback cannot make enough plays. And it pains me as a – look, he's a Tar Heel. I love him to death, but he just hasn't been good enough. And they're having to play around him. And I think it's too hard to call plays around a quarterback. They need their quarterback to be a contributor. He right now, he's kind of an anchor. Uh, we got to go rapid fire to get through this. Sully, there's like five million teams that are two and one I mean, on here. Sully, yeah, we could have a million of down. them. All right, here we go. Uh, Tampa right, Bay Buccaneers. Tampa. Bay. Tampa. Uh, I think I think they're pretenders. Love the offense. I don't think I don't think they can win consistently with Fitz Magic there. And then when Jameis comes back, when Jameis comes back, who knows when it will be? I think they're. I just don't think they're in the mix. My concern with uh, Fitz, turnovers. My concern with Jameis, turnovers. Therefore, I'm going to go pretender as well. New Orleans Saints, 2-1, and one, Buck. Uh, I think their pretender's defense is not good enough. Their defense has kind of come back. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't know why we got the golf clap. I say pretender, not contender. There yeah, we go. Switch it up. There you yeah, go. Switch it up. No, no golf claps for me. <laughs> Maybe for DJ. So, pretenders for me, their defense has to play better. And in that division, I don't know who's going to come out of there because – Nobody's playing great defense with the exception of the Carolina Panthers. One thing is, though, I think to get Ingram back, give him a little bit uh, a little bit more of a physical edge to him to go along, compliment Kamara. I think offensively one of those teams going to have to outscore you. I thought they would be better on defense. I've been very disappointed there. I'll say pretender. Uh, let's go Carolina Panthers 2-1. and one. I think they're a contender because they can do two things that typically get you into the playoffs and get you on a long run. They can play really good defense. That defense is lights out. And then they can run the ball. Christian McCaffrey, Cam Newton, whatever that combination is, particularly down the red zone, they find a way to put points up. North Turner has helped Cam play a little more efficiently at quarterback. Panthers are contenders. Better than I thought they would be. I'll, I'll go contenders as well. And you, you hit it as we get later in the season. All these high-flying offenses, all the passing yards, all that kind of stuff, that's that's cute. But once we get a little bit later in the season, being a little more physical, being able to run the ball, that's going to help them out. Uh, I think they are a uh, contender as well. Washington Redskins 2-1. and one. Okay. This is tough for you because you love Alex Smith, but you're going to say pretender because no, you're going to do the smart no, thing and no, you're going to trust your instincts no, oh, okay. and you're going to say don't don't no, say contender because okay, so you don't no, believe it. No, I, I, no, I look no, in your eyes. I, I, like So here, here's the thing, because it requires me to amend a statement that I made early in the year when I talked about the New York Giants and printing the shirts and all that other stuff. So I still believe you can print now, the shirts. Now the Redskins are going to print shirts too? I believe you can print yeah, the shirts. printing company. No, I believe you can print the shirts for the Giants, but maybe those shirts are wild card shirts, and maybe the division shirts will go to the Washington Redskins because what I'm seeing right now, they're dusting it off. And I know my Uncle Ricky in D.C. would be really excited. Ricky and Mike, they'd be excited because they're Redskins fans. But Adrian Peterson, I, told, hey, I said the you, other are day. Are your uncles in New Edition? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's, that's what they are. New Edition, New Edition, <laughs> the D.C. version. But they are being able to run the ball. Like Adrian Peterson is giving them that John Riggins presence. Alex Smith is just good enough to help them win a playoff game or two. I like the Redskins. The Redskins are sneaky good. Nah, the Redskins are pretenders. I'm, I'm not. Ah, come on. I think at some point in time, Adrian Peterson has been phenomenal. I hate to ever doubt Hall of Fame players. That's what he is. But eventually, I think he's going to slow down a little bit. It, it, age is a thing. That matters. So, we'll see if he can stay healthy through the entire run. I have my, my doubts there. I'll say pretenders there. Philadelphia Eagles 2-1. and one. Buck, you've already crowned every other team in the division. You're still upset the Cowboys aren't getting talked about more. Uh, you've already said print the shirts for the Giants, and you're printing the shirts for the Redskins. So, I know you're going pretenders here with the world champion. I am going to go with pretender status for the, for the defending world champs. I think they're finding that it's harder to be the champ. I think it's tough for them. 
I love Carson Wentz. In fact, I went back and looked at some of the stuff from North Dakota State to just kind of see how amazing he was when he was coming into the league. And look, he is talented. I just don't know if he has enough around him. All the playmakers on the outside are hurt. The running game is up or down, and they're not playing the same caliber defense. Look, nice story. I'm glad he's back. I just don't know if they're good enough to win it again. Uh, they're very much they're very much contenders, and I'm going to give you a couple reasons here. We talked at the top of the show about the Rams and the Falcons and, and the attrition and having depth. So while some teams in the NFC are losing star players, they're gaining star players. Carson Wentz they, came back this week. Alshon Jeffrey will come back next week. Timmy Jernigan will be coming back soon. Sproles and Ajayi, who both missed last week, they'll be back. They're gaining so much talent. They're adding players as the season goes along. They're, they're going to be just I, yeah, fine. They're going to be know. fine. They laid an egg. They laid one egg. They laid one egg against Tampa in the hottest they didn't look quarterback great on the planet. They didn't, look, didn't look great against the Colts. They didn't look great. They won. It was the first quarterback's first game back. Oh, I mean, he They'll played be fine. okay. I'm talking about the rest of the squad. They didn't They'll look be great. Fine. I'll worry They'll about the fine. The Colts too. are better than you think. Stop stop eating on the Colts. Uh, Tennessee <laughs> Titans, 2-1. and one. I know you don't believe in them. I have a hard time believing in them. Because I know they don't, don't believe in themselves. They hate they us, even, by the way. Titans fans are not happy with us. They don't feel like we give them any love. I mean, it's hard hard to give them love. They don't even know which quarterback they like, Blaine Gabbard or Marcus Mariota. Like, they don't they don't even know who their franchise quarterback is. So, I'm going to go with it. That was a premature. That was a nice win for them against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know if this formula and recipe is sustainable. They can't keep winning on fake punts and all kinds of other stuff to win games. I, I it's hard to win like that each and every week in the National Football League. At some point, their quarterback has to be able to be a driving force. I don't know if they're good enough at the quarterback to do it. Yeah, I salute them for, for being a tough, gritty team and, and finding a way to win a football game in a very ugly fashion. But, hey, you beat the Jags, who I think are one of the best teams in the league. Hats off to you. I still think, though, I'll go pretender on them. I just mentioned the Jags there. Jags 2-1. and one. I think we're both on the same page here. They're going to be fine, even though the quarterback is, is a little worrisome at times. Uh, contender for me. I don't know if you're uh, if you're in agreement. I'm all in. Duval, I'm there. I'm there. I'm down. I'm down with the Jaguars. Disappointed that they didn't play well against Tennessee Titans, but that's kind of the ebb and flow that you'll see with them because inconsistency at the quarterback means an inconsistent offense. They need to be able to play better. Need to put more points up. All right, let's uh, let's transition here real quick to some college before we get out of here. I know we don't have a ton of time, um, but what we saw last week, I thought maybe the biggest takeaway. When you watch Alabama's offense, I've never seen Alabama's offense look like this with Tua. And and by the way, does anybody throw a prettier ball than he does? I mean, that's beautiful. A uh, beautiful pass, the way it comes out. And for it to be left in it because it spins away from most receivers, he finds a way to get it in there. And that, man, the supporting cast, they have everything. They have everything that you could want. Like that smorgasbord of an offense, anybody and everybody can eat for them and uh, – the quarterback did you, makes did you a see difference. my did you see my comparison for him during the game? I tweeted it out. Oh no, no which no, no. which which got about I would say 60 percent of the people said it's the greatest comparison of all time. Forty percent of the people said you're crazy, you're an idiot. Just delete your Twitter account. <laughs> it, it was kind of just hit me when I was watching. Like he looks like Steve Young. Oh, I can see that left-handed kind of same kind of movement around. style. Yeah. They move around the same. Always and it's really not a under runner. control. He's yeah. a thrower. He's a and, and he's Steve a Young was just kind of like he would just kind of ease his way to first downs as a runner, running with one hand on the ball. Like it just something mannerism wise and the way he threw the ball just kind of reminded me. Obviously, they're both left handed, similar size. Uh, but I threw the Steve Young out there. But anytime you compare a college kid to a Hall of Famer, you're gonna get some blowback. Oh, I can see you getting a little blowback. I think the interesting thing is what are they doing with Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurst played in that game. I thought they were trying to retain his red shirt. No, they're not that red shirt. <coughs> Transfer. I know, but I thought he was trying to red shirt. But he so thinks, he but he thinks, he thinks I can, they're going to be in so many blowouts. He's going to play in a lot of games this year. 
So he's still going to get some work. And then his whole thought is, I'm good enough for I'm going to be a graduate transfer. I don't want to sit out a year, so I'll transfer. I'll play one year, and I'll go to the league. At what position? TBD. All right. That's the uh, maybe, that's what it looks maybe like. Maybe the next Mike Rob. Best, I mean, this is one of the uh, – I mean, look, A.J. McCarron, probably the best quarterback during the Saban era, would you say? I mean, that's not even – two is so much better. It's not even close. Yeah. I mean, yes. He's the best quarterback that Nick Saban has had at, at Alabama. Not even uh, – did, we talked about this, right? You saw the Stanford-Oregon game. Went, what a crazy game that was. Crazy game. All you got to do is finish the game. Finish the game. Couldn't finish the game. Ugh. And then what – I mean, tell me, when you've been on the field, I, I remember playing at the college level. You did it at the higher level, at the highest level, the NFL level. You remember, like, in, in moments like that, late in the game, trying to run out the clock, but you can't just take a knee to finish the game. But surely those are the talking points before you, when you get on a huddle on the sideline where you've had teammates, coaches, whoever, saying, guys, hey, we have to protect the football, two hands on the ball. Like Those reminders, surely those are uttered on the sideline, right? I mean, they're fighting for an extra meaningless yard and fumble the football late in that game. That's just inexcusable for Oregon. Yeah, and it's, you just need to finish. These things that you work on every week in practice, we talk a turtle situation, running the clock out, everyone understands you want to hold on to the ball, secure. Ball security is at the premium. You want to stay inbounds, let the clock run. For them to not be able to finish it off is a little disappointing. But, look, Stanford has to be excited. They got new life. Uh, get a chance to go to Notre Dame. Play yeah, the Notre quarterback's Dame. not bad, by the way. I mean, Herbert Herbert was the star of the show, even though they lost. Oh, he's on he fight. phenomenal. KJ Costello can play, though. K.J. Costello looked like an NFL quarterback in that game. I mean, he really did. He played well. And I thought um, coming back, just some big completions, poise in the pocket. He is a, yeah, he's the traditional you know, pocket passer. He is a big, sturdy dude uh, with plenty of arm strength. And just to me, the poise was what jumped out to me. Yeah, just, just the poise, just the way that they he's able to play. I just like, man, I like so many of these young quarterbacks, so many quarterbacks that we're going to talk about coming down the There's pipeline. a lot of quarterbacks in the college of, game right You know, right like now. everyone kind of poo-pooed on the quarterbacks. Oh, there's no quarterback coming in the 2019-2020 class. Ah, not not, not so fast. There, yeah. There's some playmakers. There's some guys to be excited about, excited to continue to see these guys progress. Yeah, it's interesting. when you Even just trying to compile a top five, and we'll have our top 25 list, uh, a little joint combined top 25 list me and Bucky put together which is so early, and we've seen so little of these guys in terms of study, study uh, the real study process that goes into making an evaluation. So wouldn't read too much into it early on. But there's a lot of quarterbacks for us to comb through. Depending on who ends up declaring and coming out in this draft, we're going to have a lot of guys and a lot of, I think, you know, NFL starting caliber players. Not see the debate. I think Herbert could be a he could be a superstar type player. Oh, for I don't know sure. How many? I don't know how many at that level that we have in this class, but I do think we have a, got a lot of guys that could be starters. Yeah, I think we have a lot of guys that could be starters. And I think there are a handful of guys that, that – I think there are two or three that potentially could be in a superstar category. For me, I would think that Herbert is one of those guys. I think Drew Locke can, can be a guy that has yeah. some of that stuff to him. And then whatever classification we want to put Haskins in from Ohio State, I think Haskins yeah. has some special stuff that could put him in the mix. i got to do more work on him. I was going to put him in there in the top 25. I just haven't done enough on him, so i got to do a little bit more work on him. We'll have yeah. plenty of time there. Who knows if he's going to come out or not anyway, so we'll have to, to wait and see on that. Uh, one young kid who's not going to be able to come out as a true freshman, Trevor Lawrence named the starter. I know I got to see him at the Elite 11 a little bit. I know you spent more time with him up there, Buck, but, man, he can. Man, he is fun to watch. Man, He can spin it. Super talented. 
won, I want to say he won all of his games in high school. So he's a winner. He understands how to get his team to the winner's circle. The one thing that you will see in Clemson's offense that he will bring, he brings the explosive playmaking ability in terms of in the passing game. Uh, even with Deshaun Watson and Taj Boyd before him and uh, Kelly Bryant and some of the other guys that have played quarterback, they did it more with their legs. Deshaun Watson obviously made plays in the passing game, which is why he was a top pick. Trevor Lawrence will be the best pure passer that they've had in that offense. And so they'll lose some of the playmaking that they would get off the zone read. He's fast, though, too, they, man. When I see fast. him, he looks like he can but roll. But they will add a dimension when it comes to really leaning on the playmakers. I believe they feel like their program is now in a situation where maybe they don't need the quarterback to be the guy that is running, doing all the other stuff. They need to just allow him to get it to the five-star athletes on the perimeter and let those guys do the hard work. Sunshine. And he has – he has some play mix. That T. Higgins. Whew. Oh, yeah, he's nice. Uh, Amari Rogers. they got dudes, man. Uh, Sully, we gave you some homework on the last episode there because we love listening to Coach Pruitt from the Vols. I just love hearing his voice. So we know we had the situation there with the player that no longer – I don't know if he's still on the team or not, but he left the field. Um, Court very odd set. situation there. Yeah. So did you? Uh, so did you get the audio, or are you just gonna do your? Are you gonna do a read here? No, I got doing? the quote. I got the quote. We got the audio. It's, it might as well be Pruitt because it's so good. All right. <clears throat> here we go. He's a great ambassador for our program. All right. Since I've been here, he has done everything we have asked him. He did leave the field during the game because he didn't go in when it was asked to. I don't know how things were done before I got here. All right. Butch absolutely sucked, but that—that that isn't going to fly around editorial. here. That's that's you adding the editorial. No, in no, there. no. I think that was his quote. Nope, false. No, that was it. No, but uh, yeah, no, definitely a country dude. But Corte Sapp is still on the team. But, okay. Yeah. Thanks for that update. We yeah, need our Tennessee yeah, sure. update. Right. Uh, Got to fit one in. Yeah, a little beefy pod there, boys. Got a lot in there. Uh, excited about this uh, this weekend of college football, Buck. We'll preview that on the next episode. I would say there's a few games. I don't know if there's a ton of great games, but a few games got me very fired up. Namely, let's go Penn State, Ohio State, let's go Notre Dame, Stanford. That, that's Those are the headliners to me. Mm, they are the headliners. Penn State, Ohio State. Although you and Reggie Wayne might might disagree with me. Oh, about that? Like, that's light work. Have you talked to Reggie yet? Oh, no, I'll see, I'll see him after the, after the podcast. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get into it. Uh, I'm going to snatch his turnover chain, though. I'm going to snatch it and wear it on the podcast. Oh, that's so good. All right, let's, uh, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys so much for, for checking us out. Be sure to check out our preview videos, nfl.com slash mtsvideo, youtube.com slash nfl. We've got you covered there. And thank you guys for downloading, subscribing, telling a buddy, all that good stuff, and leaving us a review there on Apple Podcasts. We do appreciate it. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Daniel Jeremiah. Silly producing the whole thing, making it all go. We'll see you next time. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.